are live! Welcome to TRB Live, everybody. That's right. It's the Resistance Broadcast, and I'm John, and that's James Bainey. No, it isn't. That's James Bainey. Me. And mirrors are tough, but we are here to talk to you about Star Wars, and today's going to be an interesting episode because, you know, there's been a lot of hunger for these Star Wars movies that they're going to be making in a few years, and with that comes the rumors and everyone trying to be the first to get things right on guessing and uh, what comes first are production-based rumors because we don't know enough about the story to make up rumors about that. So we have to do the production rumors first. So we're in that phase now and we're going to talk all about these rumors about when this Ray movie is supposed <laughs> to be filming. So we'll get to Revealed that. your feelings have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the greatest teacher rumors are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but thank you everyone for joining us live if you are or if you're listening on your preferred podcast app. However you take in TRB episodes, uh, we appreciate it. Thank you very much for um, listening or watching. And uh, make sure you are subscribed to the show on your preferred platform. We are free on all audio podcast apps with your two episodes every week. And of course, youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast. Um, and we have our Patreon. Of course, if you'd like to support what we do, keep the engine going and keep us uh, working through 2024. We have patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. And you can go there and support what TRB does starting at just five bucks per month and we have a lot of bonus episodes there commentaries live streams uh polls uh chats the discord server a lot of cool stuff um so an exclusive i'm turning it to elmer fudd (laughs) exclusive trb merch uh also as you climb the ranks so uh thank you for all that support but more importantly than that kick back relax enjoy the show because we have a lot of cool stuff to talk about like that um ray movie um now, James, we also do want them to submit questions, and we'll right. answer their live questions on the show. Granted, there are super chats available if you want your comment read immediately and be front of the line. You can do that. We appreciate those, of course. But also, if you just have a cool question about Star Wars that you want us to discuss, put it in the live chat right now or throughout the episode and use the hashtag AskTheResistance, and we will do our best to get to as many as we can. So, James, in order for us to do that, we got to get this show started, right, my man? Yeah, so I'm excited to get to that, but first we are going to go to the Resistance Report. It's the Resistance. Sorry, we are teasing this thing like crazy, right? We got it in the title. We got it in the thumbnail. We are saying it up top. Let's just get into the story, right? Because there is a little bit of conflict reporting on that Ray Skywalker movie as far as when the movie is going to begin releasing, right? Or begin filming is what I mean to say. I keep I actually yeah, getting this backwards. But begin yeah. releasing. Film- <laughs> yeah, I know. I, at one point, the thumbnail said, nobody knows. Hey, are you, James, hold on. <laughs> it said, when will the Ray movie release? And then I was like, oh, are no, you, when will it start Are you filming? suggesting that Star Wars is going to release this movie a scene at a time in the theaters? Yes. Yeah. I heard that rumor. Yeah. I'm so sure. it's going to start like opening night is just the crawl. And then they're like, we'll see you tomorrow night. Buy yeah. another ticket. See what happens next in Star they, Wars. They new Jedi Order. Yeah, they really liked how the last, uh, the last franchise had nine movies. So they're going to take one movie and turn it into nine parts. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. Well, let's get into the story because it's uh, 
if you look at, and this was highly reported, this was the source productionlist.com. Uh, they said that the Ray movie was starting uh, to film beginning April 7th, 2024. Uh, now that website is not just like a person on Twitter. They are a website that covers production news and kind of puts that stuff a little bit more upfront. Um, however, uh, the old alma mater, if you will, star Wars Newsnet <laughs> for, for us, uh, they have their sources that say, um, that, that, is not in fact accurate and that the script is uh, reportedly not even ready yet. It's due, uh, and due to the delays caused by the strike. Don't expect the film to start filming uh, uh, before the summer of 2024. Mm -hmm. um, so when you kind of look at the two things, um, I don't think Star Wars Newsnet's angle on it was heavily reported. Maybe that's just from excitement from fans. But the other side of it was like, did you hear? And everybody was like retweeting, going crazy doubling down on it. And, um, I just wanted to kind of get your opinion on it. Um, as someone who, you know, kind of looks at this stuff and pays attention to this stuff. And, um, I don't know. What do you think? What, what's the story here? Yeah, I, I mean, so I think it's very easy these days to position a site or what have you as, as though it's connected to the industry or it's a, you know, a union based thing and, you know, productionlist.com does appear that way. And th this site has been wrong about a lot of things about productions. I believe most recently, um, cause I talked to, uh, Val from star Wars Newsnet. I was like, I saw you guys said that this was bunk. Remind me cause I'm rusty. It's been a year since I've mm -hmm. left. I was like, is this one of those sites? And he, and he, in other words, just said like, yeah, you know, they were recently wrong about The Last of Us season two or whatever. And then I went, looked back and I, I jogged my memory and they, they've been wrong about a lot of this stuff. So what I surmise about this productionlist.com is, you know, there was rumors um, before the strikes and stuff about that this movie was going to start filming in April. I think they just grab onto that stuff, slap on the other factual things we know about it in the summary to make it look like it has weight. Um, and then they put certain stuff behind a paywall for you to find out, you know, this particular info, this, that particular info. So I think it's a very tricky positioning that they do there. So I, and it's possible that they're just right because of the other rumors other people had said about this a while ago. Um, but that, like you said, then you have star Wars news net comes in and they're saying that their sources are saying the movie, the script's not even done and won't go to production well into summer. So my, I'm leaning towards that it's probably not going to start filming in April. I mean, that's only f less than four months away, April 7th. Or four months from today, April 7th. Um, and it, that does seem a little too soon. And it wouldn't shock me if maybe that was the case initially and the strikes did push things back. Because um, if we're all being honest, you know, we've, you and I have talked to people who are in the industry and you know, hey, what really goes on during the strikes? Are people still working on their stuff? And they're like, yeah, they're always working on their stuff. They just can't talk about it and they can't share it with colleagues. That's where it seems like a lot of the holdup happens and these delays when people are developing scripts and stuff. So it's very possible Stephen Knight was plugging away during the script on his own time, and but he wasn't able to collaborate with Lucasfilm on it, uh, obviously with Dave Filoni's new role and involvement. So I could see that maybe if it was an April thing, um, and whoever initially reported that, whether it was like a Jeff Snyder, I don't know, who knows. 
but maybe it did get pushed back a few months and maybe that's where you know star wars news that's hearing this whole summer thing i do think the movie will start filming next year i think you and i talked about that on a will of the force question not too long ago yeah but to me, it, it does feel like April's a bit too soon on this one. So I think if they still start filming in the summer, that should give them still enough time to make that first um, spring slash summer 2026 release date. So I'm going to say that I believe this is a, a false thing that's just gained steam because production list puts it out and then all of your big viral Star Wars accounts take it. And even like some news people like leakers i'm not going to name names to make them look bad but there's some mm-hmm. leakers who have been you know obviously right about things in the past and and they tell people look how right i was remember this remember that who also reported this april 7th thing but i don't think it's real i i don't think this thing is going to start filming in april where, where are you at i actually think you're right um or i think that you know that this is sort of a um a pool for specific information. But I think the thing that you're the most right about is the fact that this may have been at one point, the real date. Um, It may have been locked in for this reason or another, which is why, like, I don't think this site necessarily is like, they can be wrong about things, but it's kind of like IMDB being wrong. where like, somebody throws it up there and they're like, yeah, I mean like, you know, you know, it's fine. You know, or it is what it is. Like it isn't supposed to be a site that's, that's, we have to be accurate. We are the source, you know, or something like that. I think they're just sort of gathering some information. And at some point there probably was something that was official. That was the shoot date was April 7th. They were holding that down. I mean, a lot of things actually do officially get locked in and booked and then pushed. You know what I mean? Like, like remember when like celebration got moved or something, you know, it's kind of like, it's maybe, I don't know, that might be a bad example because I don't remember exactly how they roll out dates and stuff, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of like one of these things where like, we know it's happening at this time of year and then it gets moved back. And then it's like, or actually a better, a better example. They've always said the star Wars movies originally, they remember they were supposed to be like in the spring in May or whatever. And we, I don't think we ever got like a day. Did we? Like there was never like a, like the force awakens was going to be released May 7th. You know, I don't think so. It was always just like a May and then they pushed it back to December. Right. Yeah, probably. So I guess I'm just thinking like they probably did have this idea or these, these dates in mind. But the problem is, is that because of the reality of the, the strikes and other things, um, that this would have been the date. Um, and didn't you just have a, uh, you said today was the day that rogue squadron was going to be released. It was supposed to come out this month. Yeah. 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 Which is, but it's like crazy things happen. And you know, at, at one point, you know, there was a date in December that was probably locked in for that movie and they knew that it was going to happen, but then things happen with the movie and it doesn't end up happening. But with this particular case, it looks like things have been pushed back as saying Star Wars News Net in their source. But I don't think this site is trying to report anything. I, yeah, I believe, yeah, Rogue Squadron was supposed to come out. It had a specific date. I think it was like December 22nd, 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I 
I think this site is misleading people on purpose. Um, that's just how I look at it. I don't know how. Oh, you actually think it's it is on purpose? They're doing this to get clicks. No, no. Well, yes, I do. I think I don't think they're making these up though. I think they're doing a very clever thing, which is taking facts that are known about this, whether they're well-known facts or not so well-known facts, but nonetheless gathering all those nut squirrels nuts and all the facts that came out from Lucasfilm about this movie and putting that also on this outline so that people say like, Oh, they have that. That's correct. They have that. That's correct. So that mean that must mean that C is correct. If a and B are correct and C happens to be this, the big thing everyone's talking about, which is this filming date that I think they just pulled from, we had heard these rumors for a long time that, Oh, the next star Wars movie is going to start filming in April. It's going to be the Daisy Ridley movie. I think they just grabbed that and dumped that in here. And they're like, they made it look nice. We get this little, like, very, like, you know, behind the scenes vibe to it, like an IMDb pro type of thing. It's a very well put together site, but they've been proven to be wrong many, many times. The only thing that hurts this stuff is when those viral accounts, Star Wars blank or, you know, whatever, who have like 100,000 followers retweet it and say like, Next Disney Star Daisy Ridley Star Wars movie filming in April. And then when that comes and goes, even though it's probably not even true at all, then people say like, there's Lucasfilm again, missing their start date on filming when it was probably never a thing anyway. So yeah. it's just, it's a, it's, it just happens over and over. History repeats itself. It happened with the other movies and it's unfortunate. Um, and the, you know, the, a site like this reaps the benefits if they do, you know, I'm sure they get some traction from, from views when these things go around. So, and the, the, the irony always is if it happens to be right, they're like, look, we were right. Um, but I, I remember <laughs> report, I remember reporting when this site would put things out there and, or not reporting and say like, guys, we can't, you know, we can't report this, that, you know, this site missed 40 movies production dates. We can't go with that. So um, I, I think Star Wars Newsnet might be right here. I think that uh, it's possible that that is incorrect and that it might be a bit later on. But I am hoping that we do get a Star Wars movie filming at some point in 2024, because once they start filming, uh, unless it's a WB movie, we're in good shape. Well, we might be getting some Star Wars news soon. But before we talk about that, do you want to take this super chat that came in? Let's take a look at it. Yeah, so right. we have Nerdy Seb coming in. Thank you very much. Uh, Sebastian, I believe, is your name. Um, and Nerdy Seb said, been a while, couldn't catch any lives, but have been listening to them when I have a chance. But keep up the great work. Thank you. Appreciate yes, it. Yes, thank, thank you. Thank you very much, man. Uh, that's, that's a cool so awesome. helmet. Yes, small. that is cool. Thank you. Um, all right, James, we have a story that sort of connects to this a bit. So yeah, let's check in with that. Well, according to Jeff Snyder on the hot mic, uh, I'm going to quote him. He says, I wouldn't be surprised if we got Star Wars news this month. I do think that there are some things lying in wait, possibly casting news that's already done. I think the Daisy Ridley movie has its leads already, and it is just a matter of time uh, before a reporter uh, finds out. Uh, so this makes me kind of think that he knows, but he isn't going <laughs> to say it because he wants somebody else to double his, what he's heard. Oh, I see. Hmm. You know what I mean? 
I, I, because he can't confirm with that source, but he believes that source. So he, he's, he's using it as a way to say, I think this is going to happen. Um, possibly these things specifically. Uh, mm-hmm. When somebody else, when somebody else hears what I just said, and then they feel more confident about it, they can ask me. They can take the story. That's fine. And I will then back them up that that is true. That's also what I heard. Um, so hmm. I think he's he's waiting for somebody else and he's giving the reporters, everybody else a wink to say, I heard something. If you heard something along this line, reach out to me. Yeah. In my experience with this type of stuff, because um, there's been times back in the day when I was reporting on stuff and you would hear something, but then someone would say like, you can't report that though. And it'd usually be a casual thing. You're, you're like at New York Comic Con or you're at a celebration or something and someone you know who has heard things like just is talking to you over a drink or whatever. And they're like, right. yeah, and I heard, you know, they're going with this in, in the next movie. And they'd be like, oh, wow, really? And they're like, yeah, but you can't, you know, you didn't hear that from me, whatever. That's also a possible situation here too. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I think mean, those yeah. are those similar. That's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah, he like, knows he's heard, yeah, but he's not going to report. Well, yeah, and and Jeff Snyder is not one to shy from reporting this stuff on Star Wars. He broke a lot of stuff last year, and he was the one to break the Lindelof thing. He was the one to break that. I think yeah. that that was canceled. I think he broke a, a he he reported on a bunch of things that wound up being very true. And I think he also was the first to tweet about the Filoni movie, like the morning they were announcing it at Celebration, if I remember correctly. I so, also remember him saying that the, the, there was a falling out between <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy and John Favreau and stuff. And that, who knows? That. But, but yeah. the, the things that he did report did right. wind up uh, being accurate. So I think if he was able to, he would probably report on this. So it's got to be one of those situations we're sort of talking about here. Um, but, and you know, John Roke is welcome to just hit me up and let me know the truth, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but yeah, it, that would be really cool. That'd be a nice little Christmas gift, holiday gift for star Wars fans being like, boom, here's who's going to be in this movie. You know, whether it's going to be one of those types of situations, like how Kenobi was or Mando was where it's like an actor this week, an actor next week, or if we get that. Brady Bunch, tic-tac-toe, Hollywood Squares block where yeah. they're like, boom, 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 boom. Here's everybody in the movie. Ray, Daisy Ridley right in the middle. Maybe a John Boyega top right. And then you get a famous actor he didn't think was going to be in it. And everyone's going to be like, oh, Idris Elba is going to be the villain. And you put him down yeah. the bottom left. And then over the top in Comic Sans, which is the font they're going to be going with, you right. put New Jedi Order. Correct. At, at the top, which is going to be the official title of the movie, of course. Because yeah. it's very creative. I don't like your Comic you Sans choice. I no. would go with... Um, Helvetica? You know, like, well, whatever it is they use for the Garfield. Garfield's good. You know what yeah. I hear does well from a box office, box office perspective? Papyrus. <laughs> you know, always solid. It's why they it's why they bundle it with every Microsoft package, hey, you know. All these big movies that come out that have Papyrus as their logo make billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. They're all called mm-hmm. Avatar, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> both both of the movies. <laughs> all, bo- all both of them. 
<laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. So I, I think we're both on the same page. Would you, would you be fired up to get some, some news here? I doubt it would be from official like starwars.com. See that unless, they, unless they're, unless their hand gets forced, but like a Hollywood reporter variety saying like, or even Josh Horowitz, someone's being like, I heard blank is going to be in the new Ray star Wars movie. You know, I, I feel like they always drop the ball when it comes to casting and giving us and feeding us that information properly. Um, they used to do it more often. It used to be the star Wars.com like, Hey, guess what? Ryan Johnson's doing another movie, you know, and they used to like lay it out that way. And now they just straight up don't. But the thing that I think would probably solidify a good presence for this movie would be if we got a video of John Boyega right before Christmas saying, do saying, I'm in the movie. I'm excited. I'm coming back to Star Wars. Get ready. You know, oh, that, his John that Boyega would, thing. I feel like I'm getting a little hyped right now thinking about it. I know. And then get and then you have that video and you have people like talking about it Christmas Eve, Christmas Day with family and being like, did you see the video of John Boyega? It wasn't just like a picture, you know, it's like, dude, you got to check this out. You know what I mean? They show him and they're like, Oh, Star Wars. Like, they're getting excited again. And it's mm. that Christmas time vibe that we're not actually getting from Star Wars, but we've kind of become accustomed to it. So during this time, wait a minute, uh, I think it would be smart for them to drop something really cool and really fun. What, what if you, does your lightsaber still work? That one back there, the purple one. Yeah, it does, but it's not. The batteries aren't in it. Okay. Do you have a working lightsaber around? I might have the dark saber. Okay, working. we can work with that. We're gonna workshop a, a John Boyega announcement, a dramatic reveal. So keep the lightsaber off camera. <laughs> okay. What are we talking about? You're you're John Boyega, just like you said, like saying like, I'm coming back. I'm coming back uh -huh. in the next movie, and then the very last thing he does is show the lightsaber and turn it on. So that because oh. Finn is going to be using a lightsaber. Oh yeah, yeah. So so let's let's workshop that. Let's do a little quick little. Go ahead. So I'm. Is this is John Boyega impression? Yeah, you don't have to do his accent or anything. You're just. <laughs> hey, it's your boy John Boyega. <laughs> <laughs> we'll use deepfake and and we'll get AI to do the voice. I'm right off the set of Pacific Rim Three. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. anyway yeah i'm coming back to star wars yeah people people will lose their mind get ready for jedi master finn you know he does <laughs> okay. this whole thing there it is yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah i think fans would get very excited people who are upset would get very upset which i like um so i uh <laughs> I think that's a, that's the way to go. I think that'd be really cool. If anyone, that'd be such a very shocking, surprising, and incredible reveal if he was the one to be like, check out who's coming with me. And then they bring up the block of all the other people. Or if he does that, and then he reaches over, pulls over Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Like, I just thought the same thing. Yeah, We're all back. And Oscar Isaac has his X-Wing helmet on. We're starting to think here. Disney, Lucasfilm? I think we're starting to dream. We're starting to dream here. <laughs> let let us do your dramatic reveals. Because <laughs> remember that. Remember how the, I had such a missed opportunity with how they sort of revealed the Obi Wan Kenobi series by bringing him out first, and then being like, "There's a Kathleen Kennedy's like, 
there's a rumor that you might be coming back. Is it true? And he's like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you reveal Obi-Wan Kenobi. Anyway, D23, come on. Um, All right. So I think we think that we might get some news this month. I mean, who knows? Keep your ears, eyes open. Don't expect anything. But if we do end up getting uh, any sort of casting news, that'd be exciting to talk about and uh, try to start speculating on who they are and what they're doing unless it's someone like a john boyega who would be a very nice welcome to return for me anyway yeah um do you do you have anybody like off the top of your head that you would like to see as um because i don't want to say villain because teaser we're gonna be talking about villains on monday but we are the big villain problem i'm 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 interested to see, is there someone you'd like to see in a Star Wars movie, positive, negative, like as a villain, as a teacher, as a, you know, ace pilot, um, something? Sean Bean, I think would be head. great. <laughs> you always say Sean Bean. <laughs> I don't know how he's not, how they haven't gotten him. Sean Bean's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I Yeah, otherwise, I don't typically like like big, big stars. Like there's a certain tier of star I don't, I don't think I want to see in Star Wars um like like tom cruise or tom hanks like just those people anybody who, named tom well tom hardy was already in star <laughs> wars but he was deleted they got rid of him oh yeah yeah, yeah. what about uh, uh tom hiddleston a tom tom um, hiddleston yeah who's the um, other who's the tom and uh the spider-man tom 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 holland, tom holland. yeah yeah no i've had enough of that guy <laughs> yeah uh how about you any like any actors home. that uh you would like to see chop it up um, with ray and the gang you know like you say tom hardy you think he's too big you think he you, he'd take you out of the movie i think he's too i think tom he's hardy good, like, yeah no no i think tom hardy oh. would be fine he already did a cameo in tlj but i wasn't sure if you were you you said tom cruise and tom hanks but then you went to tom hardy and i didn't know if you were considering him in the too big to take that would take you out of the movie and we have I an audience tom member good. chiming in uh his name is tom and he said no chance for me then so i'm sorry tom <laughs> yeah yeah Boo, um, get out of here tom yeah. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you don't you you say Tom Hardy would be your pick? I you know like we're we're naming names and I'm on the spot and I see Tom Hardy and I go look I I don't think he's had very many bad performances where people are like yo really phoned it in on that one and I think he's just enough of a um uh a go all out actor that he can hide himself a little bit. It's not oh, yeah. like Jason Sudeikis showing up and it's like, Hey, it's Jason Sudeikis, you know, he's always doing his thing. It, Tom does actually try to go and, and be something completely different, you know, in, in his movies, uh, when he's playing a role, he so likes I think he could hide. It, he likes making it hard to understand him when he talks. In <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, when he does the roles, but it's a part. He <laughs> he did play a villain, an alien villain in a Star Trek movie back in the mid 2000s or something like that, I believe. So, oh, really? Like in First Contact? I don't know. Any of any? I don't oh, really. I'm not a Star Contact. Trek guy. I'm not a Star Trek that guy. Was 90s, so wasn't it? Any of the Star Trek nerds in the chat, just let me know which movie Tom Hardy was in, and we'll. Take yeah, care of that First Contact was 96. I don't think he was in that. That's a pretty big one. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting for sure. But uh, 
Let's roll you on. You want to move on? Yeah. All right. How about Disney Plus? This is our next story. Disney Plus confirming, at least in the UK, UK press release, that the Acolyte and the Skeleton Crew are two live-action shows that are coming to Disney Plus in 2024. Um, they didn't say released in that order, but they were listed in that order. Could be alphabetical. I don't know. It's kind of debatable because um, that list also did have an alphabetical section, you know, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but both of them listed for 2024. I think fans responded pretty quickly with, you know, what does this mean for Bad Batch? What does this mean for Tales of the Jedi? And before you say, well, this was their live action offering, there were plenty of other animated and other types of properties in that listing as well. So it's kind of tricky. Um, what is what? What's your thought on... What does this mean for other shows? Are you surprised by the Acolyte and Skeleton Crew being the two shows? And do you think this is the order or do you think it's a reverse order? I think Skeleton Crew keeps putting off that vibe of, you know, they, they, and they've said it, the Amblin sort of like, you know, Chris Columbus type of like just that cozy holiday coming of age type of feeling. I think Skeleton Crew is going to be locked in that Q4 holiday season run, especially it's based on kids. They're trying to get home. Uh, I think it's going to be something kids can really rally around around the holiday season. Maybe they put out some cool toys uh, for, for, you know, Santa to bring on Christmas. Um, so, and, I, and Acolyte's dark. And I, I, don't, I don't know that putting out something dark side related around that joyous season makes too much sense from a serialized perspective so i think acolyte will be early summer uh maybe even like a may the 4th debut and then uh let that have its run and because we don't know how long the acolyte is the acolyte's not a part of the mandoverse which is the eight episode thing Mm -hmm. the only other show we've gotten two other shows we've gotten that aren't a part of it you had kenobi which was six and andor which was 12 Maybe act like could be like, oh, we're doing ten episodes you outside know? of that that world they play, you know. Yeah, so say that's ten episodes. That's two and a half months. You start in May, June. You get that into uh, that ends up in July, August. You take a month break to promote Skeleton Crew, and then away you go with the fall Skeleton Crew release. Um, Andor probably will be have well enough time to be done because all of the reports were that they were very close to finishing filming. Um, it might just be moved because of they don't want to pair it too close up to acolyte maybe they couldn't fit it in between acolyte and skeleton crew because it is 12 episodes that takes up three months of your time unless you do a double episode release so it could have just been for the sake of that and also 2025 might be pretty wide open for them because there's no movies coming out in 2025 and they're going to need 12 episodes something. they can spread it out they have a celebration still early in 2025 in japan they're going to want stuff to promote there uh having Andor um available to talk about at that time works there for me um and then before you know it it's 2026 and it's back to movie time hopefully so this all sort of makes sense i know there was some confusion with people saying like oh well what what happened to tales of the jedi and bad batch i believe this was just talking about uh new shows that is not a second season or whatever uh and particularly live action so that doesn't mean we all accounts i believe we are still getting tales of the jedi and bad bash season three uh next year as well um so keep that in mind 
I mean, I can't go on the, you said if it's just a list of new shows coming to Disney Plus. I don't remember looking at the list in detail, but definitely not just live action. Like, cause they had a lot of. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ma- yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I have to uh, thank <laughs> Andrew Staley was the first and many followed him. Uh, the Star Trek folks are here representing. It was Star Trek. <laughs> ne- Star Trek nemesis was the movie that Tom Hardy played in alien villain. So thank you, Andrew and everybody who signed in to educate us, uh, non-informed on Star Trek. Um, all right. So what do you, what do you make of all this? Uh, cause you got, you also had, did you talk about the other part, the Bespin Bolton part? No, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Cause, right. cause my thing is like, I look at this and I, and I see a lot of, cause I think we had spoke privately or not privately, but in an episode about, how we think the shows are going to shake out in the next couple of years. And I, I wrote out my list and I put skeleton crew before acolyte. And I think you sort of said the opposite. And it now, because this report came out, everybody was like, well, that confirms it. acolyte first, then skeleton crew. And I'm like, what are we, what, what is going on here? Skeleton crew has already been promoted. Like they've already released some footage from it. They've already talked about it. And the Acolyte is actually just, we know about it. It was shown at Celebration. But like the other stuff has actually been like coming soon and they showed, you know, footage of the show. Briefly, very briefly. But at least it's, it feels like it's in the works more than the Acolyte. And I don't, I don't disagree with the way you laid it out is like, this feels like this season, this feels like this season. But to me, I think you put the skeleton crew, the the kid related show in the summer and let the kids be able to watch it with the family without a fear of like, um, cause if they do the same thing they did with Ahsoka, which they might not, Mm -hmm. but if they do the, like it, it plays at like 9 PM and they want the kids to be watching when they air the episodes, then they'll probably have to do it in the summer because they would want kids to be up and able to watch it instead of in school. Hmm. And then the opposite of that being the acolyte is I think if the acolyte is actually a more like serious um, film, you know, style of star Wars that they would want to push that to the later, um, not like they like the Oscar bait area. I know that it's not an Oscar, but what it still is, is it's still pushing that like that's sort of like when the, the really high end film comes out, take it seriously. Remember us because as soon as we get over to the next year, you can start voting for things for your consideration. Um, for your consideration and all that. Yeah. I think well, that's kind of the season where like the more serious stuff comes out. I That's, that's interesting because I wonder if because skeleton crew was supposed to come out this holiday season, if they had already developed the approach to presenting it from that perspective and all that's they have to do is change the one date instead of it saying, you know, 2023, 2024 and, it has that sort of holiday wintry vibe to it. Um, I, I, I'm still sticking with that. I get your point of view with the kids and, you know, they got to go to bed for school and what have you in the summer. They don't have to, but I still just feel like acolyte vibes more with actually skeleton crew vibes more with holiday season time than the acolyte would, but we will see. Well, we, I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. 
But well, I know what everybody's thinking. They're saying, but James, but John, what about Mandalorian season four? Well, we can talk about that rumor real quick. Best when Bulletin, as you mentioned earlier, says Mandalorian well, let me season check, four wait, is set for let me. Let me just nope, check. Okay. We're checking. Quick. I'm checking okay. Lizzo's tour schedule to see if Lizzo's she's going to be available for filming. In. Uh, best Why are you talking over my joke? I'm crushing it right now. And you're <laughs> Mando season four is coming in 2025. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that that. I don't know, man. I guess that makes sense. That's it seems far, but we did get it was three years between two and three, right? Um, Technically, nah, not really. Like two, no, it was two years. Two years and a few months. I thought it was one year. All right, I let me put it, it this one way. Year between Ready? One I'll, make it quick. I'll make it quick. Mando season two ended December 2020. Mando season three debuted early 2023. So technically on the calendar, it's the three years later, that, but it was really just over two yeah. years. Yeah. That, Boba, what, and Boba Fett happened in between. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if they do another thing like that, then yeah, you're looking at, but then Mando season three being 2023 and Mando season four being 2025, not that crazy. That's a two year split. And I think if I, if I'm not mistaken, I think I also wrote Mandalorian season four for 2025. So that makes sense to me. Um, also going back to the beginning where we all started, this kind of just feels like a good guess for best bulletin. I don't know if I have information or not, but getting out there and saying like Mandalorian season four coming 2025 and then just sitting on that for two years until we hear something. And then after that, whatever, whatever day it's announced, it's very easy to be like, well, in two years, things have changed or yeah. in two years, I guess uh, I was right. <laughs> two yeah, years I mean, ago. Yeah. I'm not here to discredit anybody like that. I'm not either, but, but um, um, I'm just but saying if I had to idea. guess, I would guess <clears throat> Mando season four for 2025 also, just because one, we know what's happening Two, We know Favreau, wrote the scripts for it already. So that's done. Uh, and then it'll be a matter of the six months, uh, the typical six month Mando filming schedule, um, which was supposed to start around October of this year. So you figure that might not start until early next year. You add six months to that. Then you're looking at summer. Then you go through your um, post-production, which their turnaround on Mando has been around six months as well. So it's almost like a full, they're able to turn out Mando seasons in about a full year. So there's a good chance that we could see Mando debuting the same way season three did just in 2025 and get that experience for people going to celebration again to see the finale, maybe even the finale of the Mandalorian on a big screen at celebration or that sort of thing. So I I think Mando 2025 is a no brainer because again, they, they need the, like right now on paper, 2025 is blank for star Wars. Cause we have, we know what's coming out next year. We know the movies are the earliest movies scheduled for spring 2026. 2025 is pretty open. They need to fill stuff in there. Mando makes the most sense, especially they got to get that done so they can get Filoni's movie, uh, into production and they need stuff for celebration or, right? you know, and to promote that year. So, um, I think wrapping up Mando before they get back to the movies makes a lot of sense. Twenty twenty five. When I saw that, I was like, "Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense." Mando to be yeah. Mando fourth twenty twenty five. Yeah. Um. 
All right. Well, last thing on the resistance report this week is this question. Um, well, not question. Well, Actually, <laughs> sorry, I got thrown off. I did want to say, throw your questions in the chat for Ask the Resistance. Hashtag Ask the Resistance for the questions. Yes. Because we, because yeah. after we talk about this uh, last little thing, then we're going to head into Ask the Resistance. So now might be your last chance to throw a good question in there. We'll get to it. Uh, but if you want to do that, like I said, go to the chat, go to the live chat, and put in your question with hashtag Ask the Resistance. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about this Natalie Portman thing because uh, she was on the um, Andy Cohen show. Yep. And, um, she was uh, asked uh, by uh, some fans about now that these people have come back to Star Wars and that seems to be a thing, is there any chance that you would want to return to Star Wars either? And her quote uh, exactly is that she's open to it. And then she recounts some you know fun times that she had with Star Wars and how magical it sort of was to be part of the world in general, which um, is always good to hear. Um, I, I don't have the best memory, but I kind of remember her coming off of, and I think a couple other people as well, sort of like, oh my God, that was a horrible experience. I'm so glad I got out of it. Is that is that accurate or not? Is that what you remember? Is that the vibe you got? Um, yeah, I mean, and things change, so I don't get hung up on something like an, an, totally. a, a 21-year-old Natalie Portman right. says versus a 42-year-old Natalie Portman, you know? Um, but yeah, I think she said she had a difficult time with roles after the prequels because the prequels were pretty maligned and they thought her performance was wooden. And, uh, you know, there was the whole back and forth about like, well, it was the dialogue. It wasn't her and, you know, all that stuff. Um, but it's funny because these two fans asked her, they bring up Hayden Christensen's name to her, which I found very interesting. And she's like, well, with him returning as Anakin Skywalker and just hearing a fan uh, say Anakin Skywalker to Nat, a 42 year old Natalie Portman, just like it messes yeah. with my brain. It's just like something kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, they said Anakin Skywalker, Hayden Christensen, Padme Amidala. Yeah, the whole you thing. Know, it's like all of it. Yeah. I, I think she was just, I, I bet she's probably open to it um, because I think she doesn't take things as seriously d- these days because she's already accomplished a lot now. Whereas when she was coming out of the prequels, it was, I'm getting my career started here. I, you know, I want to get into serious films, dramas, uh, maybe even win some awards if possible. She's gone through that now. And she's coming out the other side where she's doing things like, you know, she did Thor and, and those sequels even, and, and playing, you know, uh, lady Thor or whatever the official name is for that. And I think she's da- like, is having more fun with being an actor and I think with that comes the idea of, you know, maybe it would be cool to revisit that. But I think more than not, her reaction to this is more just being polite about it um, and not trying to come off as dismissive, like, oh, no, I'm beyond that now or anything. My my question is, though, where would it fit? Like, yeah, they could do they could do a Padme flashback, I guess. But then you'd have to de-age her. Like anything she would be coming back for, if it's as Padme, would be a very brief thing. We're talking about in a vision or something. And we had speculated on, I, I think on the podcast, we have we said like, will Natalie Portman appear in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series in a flashback? And we all were like, me, you know, that could be. Um, it would be that sort of thing. Because there's no like 
Padme series to tell. They did a three books about Padme already. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know what they would be able to do with her beyond a brief cameo in a vision, in a dream. And then that means, you know, who's having that dream? Are they doing more Anakin stuff? I, I don't see it happening at this point. Could be voiceover. She might not want to do but that. Then, but then at that point, are they like, yay, Natalie's back? Like, oh, not really. Yeah. yeah. It's not the same. So I, 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 I think it's a nice thing of her to say this. I like when people, you know, do embrace this stuff, especially after being pretty vocal about having a, a rough time with it after the fact. Um, but I, I don't think this is going to turn into anything. And if it does, the only thing that concerns me is that they would do it just to do it. And I don't think that's a good reason to bring Padme back. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what it would do for the story. We all know the impact that she had on Anakin. I, I, I just, I personally don't see it. I know that might bother people who have been hoping to see her return, but it's nice for her to say this, but I don't think much is going to come of it. Yeah. I, I think, you know, we recently got the Harrison Ford, like he wasn't a force ghost. It was sort of this vision thing that they did in the memory. Um, and I was like, so how could they tie that in? And the only thing, I mean, the only connection there is like her to, to, to Luke or Leia. And obviously that doesn't work. It, I, yeah. I, I'm really hard pressed to figure a way to do it. Um, we're seeing some comments as it just pulled up right there, a, a what if series. And then you could do like a, what if she never died and you could have Hayden and you could oh. have Ewan and you could have Natalie. And I like, if they went that route, that sounds awesome. And that sounds cool. Um, I just, it's so beyond what Lucasfilm does with their stories. And I also feel like it would get respected very little because it would be this whole like fan service, the show, you know, like it it almost serves no purpose. There's no point to watch it other than you just want to like relive in the nostalgia of the prequels because it actually adds no weight to the real story but man wouldn't it would be cool it would be fun i love watching the episodes and i and i think as fans we could separate it but i think all of that falls into exactly what you're saying you're doing it just for the sake of doing it and i don't necessarily know that that's going to give the show the weight that it actually needs because if if we're watching a show and this time uh, I don't, you know, something different. Um, <laughs> Natalie realizes she has to kill Ewan's character or something. You know what I mean? Wh- whatever, whatever the show is, it, there's no, there's no weight to it because you're like, all this stuff is made up. You know, it's yeah. like a, it's a reality check beyond like, oh, I'm watching a TV show and I know that actor isn't really going to kill that other actor, but I'm bought into the story you can't even really be bought into the story because you're like, none of this matters. Yeah. (laughs) This isn't, this didn't happen, you know? Yeah. So as cool as it would be, I feel like they would just have to do it as like a one single thing. And then what's the point? I don't know. It's yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Um, It would just be, it would be fan service, nostalgia, seeing Padme again, probably de-aged, probably not de-aged that greatly i mean natalie portman looks great i'm not sitting here trying to say that that sort of thing but like with hayden and what they did with uh the obi-wan series looked weird he looked much better in ahsoka so it really depends on where where padme shows up (laughs) but 
Uh, yeah, I, I just, it doesn't seem like it makes much sense, but it was nice to hear her talk about it in a positive way. So I'll t- that's my takeaway from it. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Well, let's wrap let's, that up. Yeah. And let's get into some questions here uh, by doing Ask the Resistance. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? Okay. It is time for Ask the Resistance. We're going to get to your questions here. Uh, you sent a bunch in, so thank you. We'll get to as many as we can. Uh, so let's get going with this first one here. And this is from Semperfy Danny. Thank you, Danny. Appreciate it. And Danny asked, with everything coming up Filoni these days, will we ever see a live action Hondo? With other animated character, what other animated character do you want to see make the big jump to live action? Um, James, you're a bigger Hondo guy than me. So uh, you've talked about, you had bold predictions, I believe, of, of Hondo potentially showing up in some of these future things. Do you think we're eventually going to get that? Or do you think Galaxy's Edge is our fix for a quote unquote live action Hondo Onaka? I, I okay. If you go back on my predictions, I think I said that I think a good a good spot for Hunter to show up would be Skeleton Crew. I think that would be the level. Oh yeah, yep. have fun. Like oh, I'm this guy, and I think part of the reason I'm thinking that is because they did that with Rebels, and this is a Dave Filoni thing. So what did Dave Filoni do with this character who was like a pirate and evil and? Uh, he was up against Obi-Wan and Anakin and all this stuff. He turned him into just like a lovable character that could really, I would do for that boy, I would do anything, you know, and just this good, wholesome character. If you wanted to take that character and do what you did with him, but to a bigger audience, I feel like Skeleton Crew is the answer to that. It's piratey and it's got the kids involved and you know you could bring that character and how would you do him in live action he may look weird well as i'll remind you he's already shown up in live action at galaxy's edge he's not just animatronic um there have been maybe just the one but at least one occasion where he was they they did him in full outfit and they brought him out and he was there for at least the opening day of galaxy's edge good good enough for on film though or good enough for I, theme park? that i don't remember but i mean regardless of the answer of that they would make him good enough for film i think yeah. they would just do it the tricky thing would be like all of his dialogue would have to be replaced but i mean that's not impossible mm-hmm. i mean it wouldn't have to be but i mean the person who does his voice is a very prominent voice actor, no, jim, so. jim, jim cummings i imagine would do the voice that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah. Th- that would be one thing is they'd have to like overcome that aspect of it um any well, other animated characters? I don't know. What do you what do you got? Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. Um Mieber Gaskin. No. <laughs> really? I don't know. I Steven Stan. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh I I don't know. Um I think I think resistance something. We've we've technically seen the ships. We've seen three of the ships in Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. but and we've heard two voices i think um but uh, but sometime in this new sequel maybe this is the ray movie maybe since they're feeding us um that stuff in ahsoka maybe we're playing in the resistance world a little bit and we could see resistance characters show up in ray's movie um, in the right timeline yeah maybe how about 
I mean, we've talked about this before, so it's not, I mean, not uncovering anything different, but Callus would make sense. We already have all the Rebels characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, good question though, Danny. Thank you. Um, all right. Next up, we have Raincoast VP. What's going on, Raincoast VP? Um, are you planning on going to Star Wars Celebration 25 in Japan? Any thoughts about what movies and TV shows they will focus on? I'm definitely looking forward to when tickets go on sale next year. Um, we are going to mm-hmm. Star Wars Celebration Japan. So that is the plan for all three of us to be there. Um, and as far as what they're looking to focus on, uh, like I was just saying before, I could see Mandalorian ending its run at Celebration uh, on, an, on an early, like two day early sneak peek or what have you, like they did uh, in London. Uh, and that that movie um, should be a year away from release. So I'm thinking movie title debut, first teaser debut, that type of thing for the next Aaron Star Wars movies, which until I see something different, I think is going to be that Ray Skywalker movie. So Daisy Ridley will be there in full force um, and it'll be the big launching pad. Think celebration like 2017 Orlando when they really give you the first look at, you know, The Last Jedi, that type of vibe uh, a year out from when that movie comes out um, will be a, a big panel. That'll be like a big ending of the live action panel will be, you know, Charmin obeyed Chinoy coming out if she's the director or whatever, uh, saying like, Hey, you know, you want to look at a clip and, and then, yeah, should we, should we play it again? You know, that whole thing. So I I think the movie will be the big ticket item promoted at celebration 25. And then of course, Mando and, uh, and, or whatever else we're getting on Disney plus. But if, if they got info on a movie, that's always going to be bigger than anything else they have, including Mandalorian, in my opinion. So what do you think, James? Yeah, I think the answer is also a little bit like, well, we don't know yet. Like we know about the movie, but we're looking at the current run of what we got announced at Star Wars Celebration. We're bringing you Skeleton Crew. We're bringing you uh, Acolyte. Well, those shows will have run their course. And this celebration is the celebration where they're going to say, Hey, we're doing a show with this writer. We're doing a show with this director, you know, or whatever, this producer. Um, and, uh, you know, telling us a little bit about the name of that show or, or um, what the future plans are. And that stuff's completely unpredictable. It's not just because by this point, like I said, everything will have run its course. We will have seen everything. We will know about Mando season four. We will know Acolyte. We will know... Um, uh, the one I just said a second ago, <laughs> skeleton crew. Skeleton crew. Um, we might actually, that might be a good announcing point for Ahsoka season two. Maybe that's something to think about. Cause that would mm-hmm. be a follow-up that we have not gotten confirmed and probably won't until that point. Um, or possibly. Um, but I would also say, uh, there was one other thing that I was thinking of, Oh, this is when you're going to get your next animated television show too, because by this point, uh, Bad Batch will have run its course, and I would imagine this would be a good spot, maybe not at the big panel, but probably at Celebration at some point, make an announcement about the what what the next uh, animated, big animated thing that they're going to be doing is. Yeah, it could be at the end of the Bad Batch panel or, you know, well, Bad Batch should be completed before then. 
So, That's what I'm saying is yeah. I, I, what I'm thinking is, well, unless they don't release it in 2024, as we talked about, or 20, yeah, 2024, as we had just yeah. talked about, and they hold off to 2025. Um, but what, what is interesting is that there always has been like one big animated property that they work on, like Rebels, they ran all the way to the course. And then when that was done, they switched to Resistance. Well, and then when let's, Resistance was done, they switched to Clone Wars. When Clone Wars was done, they switched to Bad Batch. Let's let's um, branch that off into our next question because okay. it's it's uh, Ties pretty in. close to what you're All talking right. about here now. Uh, so thank you, Raincoats VP, for your question. And now we go to Blue Jedi, who is asking, when the Bad Batch finishes, do you think we can get a new animated show set around or after the sequel era that will act as a companion piece to the new Ray films? What does this have to do with what we were just talking about? <laughs> I'm kidding. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's see here. What uh, If the Bad Batch finishes, do we think we're going to get a new animated show set around or after the sequel era? I'm going to say no. Because when they start playing in that world, that's where you get into that, like, well, we don't want the people who do the animated show to predict what's going on with the live action mm-hmm. movie stuff. I I honestly have a feeling that, and correct me if I'm wrong here, anybody, if this is a bad opinion, is this the opportunity where you're going to get your full-fledged High Republic animated show? Your, I your don't know. Serialized multiple season. Here's the thing. Based show, you know. Here's the thing about Star Wars animation is, I mean, the argument was made, or criticism was made about the live action stuff being too close to the old school Star Wars stuff and the Skywalkers. The animation hasn't branched out that far either. Everything is one step away from the Skywalkers. And the Galactic Civil War, uh, Clone Wars, Rebels, Resistance. Um, if they're doing something new, they and like like you bring up a High Republic show. I don't know how popular the High Republic is. <laughs> I I know how popular it is with diehard fans who read Star Wars novels, but I don't know how popular it is in terms of. We are now going to do a High Republic TV show. I I would love to know. I honestly have no idea because if I talk, my brother, I don't even think my brother watched Ahsoka, let alone is he going to be reading High Republic books and then watch a High Republic show? He's definitely not going to do that. And he's a casual Star Wars fan. He will go see every Star Wars movie, all that stuff. I think they still need to figure out how wide they can cast the net and still bring a lot of people in to warrant the budgets for these types of do, things. So do you not think though that that is the is the way that they widen the net is like like people saying Mandalorian culture not that popular. Does anybody even know who Bo-Katan is a, is as a character? And it's like, well once you do it, then what the bigger you get, you raise it up to animation, you raise it up to video games, you raise it I mean not that those are the, that's the order, but you know, you raise it to the TV shows, you raise it to the movies, right? Whatever it is, once you get, once you take that thing to the next step, like if they did say the next big movie was going to be a High Republic show, then I think that the books sell more, you know? I think it just, it makes people more interested in that era 
I think and not saying like, well, this is a failure of an era because nobody really cares but other they're than in small group no of people. Position so why would risks. we make it bigger? They're, they're they, in, yeah, they're not in a position to take risks. They're in zero position to take risks. They had the thing about the Marvels. You go, you come off of a billion dollar movie with Carol Danvers, Brie Larson, and then they're like, all right, we're going to do a follow up. We're going to add these new characters in it. She's back. That movie bombed. Like bombed, bombed. And people are going to say like, oh, it's because of the marketing. It's like, okay, well, you know, Barbie wasn't marketed either. And neither was Oppenheimer. It's like, Barbie was definitely marketed, man. We praised the marketing on this show. No, they're saying Brie Larson couldn't go on and promote the movie on Jimmy Uh, Fallon. stuff. And it's like Margot Robbie couldn't either. She couldn't say a thing about it. They had yeah. viral marketing that I get what you're a lot of it was fan driven and buzz and word of mouth. But Margot Robbie wasn't playing beer pong with Jimmy Fallon on a Tuesday yeah. night. You no, know? I get you. So yep, yep. I don't know. Like they can't just be like, oh, the diehard Star Wars fans read these books. We're going to make a High Republic movie now. That's just not going to happen. And it's just like, that's just the reality of it. Now to, to Blue Jedi's question an animated series set around the sequel era. I'm kind of with you, James. I I don't think they want to muddy the blank canvas they have that soon. If you look at when the Clone Wars came out, it came out a few years after the Revenge of the Sith movie, and they were able to plug that in and do it that way. Um, Rebels fits into a timeline that existed for decades in our lives. I think you would need to see how people receive the Ray movie what characters become popular off of it. Uh, really let it age first and settle, let, let its foundation settle and see what comes of it. And then a few years later say, we're going to revisit this. We're going to revisit that. We may yeah. even go back and revisit Leia and Ray training in, in an animated thing. So I don't think it's going to be one of those like, all right, Disney plus animated series about what Ray's doing uh, to coincide with the movie. I think that's another risk. I don't think they'll do that. I think it'll be a wait and see. Yeah, the closest animated series I can think of coming out to the movies is Resistance coming out um, in that era between sort of Rise of Skywalker or, or before Rise of Skywalker was released. You know, so you're telling sequel trilogy stories ish. Like part of that story takes place during the force awakens. So it's like, you're kind of in that era. Um, but you know, you're, you're staying behind the line for sure on Mm -hmm. the, the movie. So I don't think it's something that's like happening at the same time or anything along those lines. So, yeah. Um, we did have a super chat pop in and then we're going to get to one more question before we close out the show. So, uh, David Probus comes in, in the bottom of the ninth, and gives us a super chat. Thank you to the Spice Runner, Proby One. Look at that a, photo, looking like a U two cover. He he is. Uh, that's Time Magazine Person of the Year twenty twenty four. That's a preview of what that is. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, he David doesn't have a said, cat around his neck, but I'll take it. You know. He said, "Showing TRB love. Gray beard is here, and you are. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that very much. It's uh, good to hear from you." Um, and hope all is well, man. Thank you very, very much, David. Um, all right. Last question. Here we go. We are going with this one right over here. And I think this might already be happening, but 
Uh, Mike Ramori has been lighting up the chat. So thanks, Mike, uh, for popping in, joining us live. Hope everything's going well with you, man. Uh, and I know you're devastated about what the Yankees are doing because the Empire's back, buddy. Um, anyway, Mike asked, would you like to see a story told about the Force? And if yes, would you prefer a live action show, animated show, or a movie? And James, I, I think this is the Mangold movie. I think this we are going to take the Force 101, like when you start college and you get your first intro to a, uh, a topic. I think Mangold's is going to set the tone of what the Force is and what happens off of that. Like if that becomes a success, so what branches off off of that? Because that's an area that's also a blank canvas because we're going back 25,000 years. So I think that's what that is. I think that's how they're going to explore the Force. They're going ancient with the force and they may pair that with what the force becomes or what ray can do with the force in the future but i think in terms of like something about the force it looks like that in my opinion it's it's the mangled thing because it's the discovery you know of the of the force what do you think um yeah i think you're right i always forget is the movie is the pitch for mangled the origin of the jedi or the origin of the force the force yeah the origin of the force wants it to be biblical he said the 10 commandments for star wars sort of thing yeah it was it was um benioff and wise were doing the origin of the jedi right yeah they were gonna go origin of the force yeah i i think that uh john's right mike i think that you're already getting this movie if if given the option, though, like let's say we didn't know it was James Mangold or that hadn't been announced, do you think you would have preferred the show in a movie still? Do you think that's the perfect place for it? Do you think you could live and breathe better in a in a show, whether that be action, live action or animated? This is going to be this might be taken the wrong way by some people. So I hope it's not because I'm well intentioned on it. But I think parts of the problem with serialized live action shows is I'm not saying filler, but they stretch the dough out a lot to fill time on these things. And like a scene in a movie that would take 90 seconds of screen time is a 40 minute TV show mm-hmm. now. And I get why people like that. Cause you can get a lot of character nuance and relationship building that a movie might have to cut corners with, but I prefer the movie uh, I rewatched Dial of Destiny recently. I think it was it's just a beautifully shot film. And it makes me just keep imagining what Mangold can do visually uh, from a storytelling perspective in a, in a big budget feature film Star Wars movie. I think when we first meet the Force and are introduced to the, the Force or find out who discovers it or what have you, right. or the first person to connect with it, it has to be big time. I don't want to see that on Disney Plus. I want to see that in the seat of a theater and be like, "Oh my god, this sort of you know changes how I view everything in a, in a good way." So I you know what though that topic has to be big time for me. So while while we've been pitching this, I actually agree with you. I do think it needs to be in a movie versus the show or the animated show. But what I what I will say is I was sitting here thinking we should do our pitches for what we think. What would you do? if you were tasked to direct the origin of the force and how do you make it star Wars? And we could do like sort of what we did on, um, on, uh, children of the watch, you know, kind of give like a pitch for what we think our, our movie would be like. But here's the thing is that I'm actually curious. I think, I think bold prediction here. 
that we actually don't see the discovery of the force in a in a movie theater. We see it in the trailer for the movie on our iPhone because they're going to put that scene of the main character doing something and then that thing moves and they go <gasps> and they like back away and we're like that's it man <laughs> the discovery of the force there it is we're sucker. Who, we gotta go see it and then a few minutes Yang. later he's doing something crazy you know what i mean in the trailer and you're like ah oh, that, no, that's the end of the movie right you know it's it's Hu Yang like organizing his little shelves and he's like, I have all this room for all these things. I don't know what I can put in there because lightsabers don't exist yet. And then he just looks over and like his like human buddy is doing something. And he's like, and you just see Hu Yang and he just goes, what? Like that. Like, what? <laughs> I believe that object just moved, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't quantify what you just did. Um, yeah, I I don't know, but yeah, Mike, I don't know what you were, your thoughts were or if you uh, hate James Mangold and, and you've erased him from your brain. but Or if you like, or if you are reminded of that fact and, and you like that to be there. But um, definitely everyone who submitted a question and everyone who, you know, give your Actually, shot at these questions in the comments, let us know. I, I'm doing a bonus. It wasn't even a question, but I want, I want to ask you, the resistance, this question. David Probus said in the comments, Godzilla Minus One was an incredible movie, best one I've seen all year. And I've been hearing this, that this movie's awesome. What are your thoughts on the comment that the director wants to do a Star Wars movie? Oh, you're pitching that to our audience? No, I'm pitching that to you right now. I'm asking you. Um, well, didn't we talk about that already? Did we? Wasn't that the guy who said he wanted to make Star Wars? I think we talked about that like last week. I think we talked maybe about it privately. I don't know. Did we really talk about this last yeah. week? Did we really? Yeah, I think, we did. Yeah, I think oh so. Oh my gosh. Never mind. Um, I take it back. But, Go check out last week's episode. And dude, my son, <laughs> my son is so into Godzilla right now, and he doesn't even know about these movies that are coming out. He just like it showed up on like an I, his iPad or something. And he's like, all into it. And he has the toys. So I, it is his time. His time has come. I think there's an, also a Godzilla, like King Kong movie. That's not connected to this one. God, it's Godzilla season. It's time for Godzilla and not the 1998 Matthew Broderick, uh, movie, which I saw in the theater backed by the puff daddy, Jimmy page, uh, Bohem- um, Bohemian Rhapsody, cashmere, uh, cover. Um, all right, uh, James, we are almost up on time. We do have one more super chat we'll get to before we close out here. Uh, and this comes from, and by the way, thank you to everybody who sent in the questions, super chats, everybody just for tuning in live, listening, however you took in the episode. Thank you very, very much. Um, and this super chat comes from Gareth Monroe. Hey, Gareth. Uh, thank you wow. very, very much. Uh, Gareth Thanks. said, happy holidays, TRB. May you guys experience as much joy and happiness as you provide throughout the year. Thank you. Dude, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's amazing. And everybody who sent in the super chats today, we appreciate it very, very much. Gareth, thank you so, so much. Happy holidays to you as well. Mm -hmm. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season uh, as well as everybody. Thanks for Um, joining us live, everybody. Yeah. For joining us live, uh, listening, however. Uh, And um, don't forget, make sure... You uh, follow and hit up Lacey on social media at Lacey Giller. And of course, and uh, Lacey will be back. Um, all right, James, that does take us to the end of the show. Um, I don't know if there's anything you wanted to toss out there. 
besides the fact that people can hit you up about their thoughts on the origin of the force at Myra Trunks online. Is that correct? That is correct. That is the handle. Hit me up there or on Instagram. All right. Uh, I'm at Johnny Hoey and uh, my movie podcast, just like the movies uh, for Trey Parker, Matt Stone fans out there. We just put out an episode on basketball and had a good time doing that. Uh, so check out just like the movies on your favorite pod app. Also free. Um, all right. We do have to give a special shout out and a thank you uh, to our TRB patron generals and spice runners. Um, couldn't do this without you. Uh, probably wouldn't have a 2024 without all the support we have. Uh, so a big thank you goes out to Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Nick Kratz, Chris Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Shitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Sneaky Zebra, Colin Cormier, Jolton Jedi, DiMaggio, Diana, and Dave Hornack. And the Spice Runners just saw him pop in the chat before. David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Michael Fry, and the Fort Worthian. And all of our listeners, uh, followers, however you take in TRB, thank you all so much. It means such a great deal to us. You are the best. Mm-hmm. And, Super uh, chat givers. Yeah. And James and I will be back on monday and we're going to check in on that prevailing thought we've had about star wars having a villain problem we're going to see the star wars still have a villain problem even though my hero balen skull has has arrived um but we will talk about that on monday but until then we hope everyone has a wonderful weekend stay warm stay healthy stay happy and until next time from us here on the resistance broadcast as always we'll see you around kids